I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And if you're missing any of the program today, of course, you want to go check out the podcast at kslpodcast.com. Just go to the Inside Sources link there and you can access all of the segments of the program every day. Great way to go back and catch up on a few things if you happen to miss it or something to go back to. I've been going back today. Uh, we had it at the top of the two o'clock hour, we had Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of the church news uh, on with us as we did a little bit of preview for general conference weekend and we spoke about uh, president uh, m russell ballard acting president of the quorum of the 12 apostles in the church and uh, the fact that he's uh, been doing this for 46 years 46 years of uh, conferences over 84 general conference talks uh, he said something really interesting he said it's not difficult for me to give a talk it's very difficult to say something worthwhile uh, i could not uh commend any statement more it, it is easy to talk uh, those of us who talk all day uh, it's easy to talk it's very easy to do that it's very difficult to say something worthwhile uh, it's one of the things that i always appreciate about president ballard is he always always says something worthwhile uh, and uh, as we were reviewing and listening to a couple of uh, clips and quotes from President Ballard, again, uh, 46 years as a general authority in the church and a lot of trips to that podium and a lot of times where he did step up trying to say something worthwhile and did say something worthwhile. You add to that all of the uh, pulpits and podiums he's spoken at uh, around the country and across the world over the years. Uh, he knows his way around there, but uh, I happened to have the opportunity a couple of years ago uh, was traveling with President Ballard. And he was in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, the seedbed of freedom, uh, an important place in our nation's history. And President Bellard has a unique connection to that. Uh, but as he spoke on that day, uh, he shared a story that I was not familiar with and the connection points to it uh, that I think are so critical for us today. Uh, we were talking earlier in the program uh, about uh, women in business and Women's History Month uh, and how many women... Uh, run out of energy before they run out of opportunity as it relates to job, career, starting a business, uh, even just typical things like goals and dreams. Uh, we all do that. We, we tend to run out of energy before we run out of opportunity. And so sometimes the question and the challenge for us all is to simply hold on. And that idea of holding on uh, was something that uh, President Ballard spoke about uh in Boston a couple of years ago. And as we listened to his voice, I thought back to that and, and what that was really all about. And uh, he shared a, uh, a historic example, uh, really a lasting legacy that comes uh, from someone who did just that. They chose to hold on. Uh, so the, the account goes that among the pilgrims traveling on the Mayflower was a young single man, an indentured servant to John Carver. Uh, his name was John Howland. And during that historic voyage of the Mayflower, the crew and the passengers encountered, of course, many turbulent storms on the seas as they sailed towards the new land. 
in the middle of one of those storms, uh, as everyone was supposed to be uh, down underneath, uh, John was not. He was up on deck, and he went overboard. Uh, by all accounts, that should have been the end of John Howland. However, uh, William Bradford, also a passenger on the Mayflower, he reported that in these storms, the winds were so fierce and the seas so high, the pilgrims were forced to remain below deck. In one of these storms, John Howland came above, and with a roll of the ship, he was thrown into the sea. But it pleased God that he caught hold of the topsail halyard. Uh, it's a rope that was trailing in the water. And he held on, though he was several fathoms underwater, until he was hauled up by that same rope to the brim of the water, and then with a boat hook and other means got into the ship again, and his life was saved. And though he was something ill with it, yet he lived many years after and became a profitable member uh, there in the Commonwealth. And uh, this simple thing, uh, at the time, John Halland was uh, not famous, of course. Uh, clearly was not as famous as many of his fellow passengers, like William Bradford and John Carver and Miles Standish. They were all on board. Uh, however, with nearly 400 years between all of that, uh, we can take a look at this in a little different perspective. And the courageous pilgrims, of course, uh, John Howland may have had the greater impact on history, history of the United States in particular, than any of them. More than William Bradford, John Carver, Miles Standish. About four years after they arrived in the New World, John Howland, uh, who had simply held on to that rope and survived what should not have been survivable, uh, he mar married a fellow Mayflower passenger by the name of Elizabeth Tilly, a brave and committed young woman. Uh, they eventually had 10 children and nearly 90 grandchildren. Uh, but that's not where the story ends either. Uh, today it is estimated that there are 2 million Americans that can trace their roots to John and Elizabeth Howland. Their descendants... Think about this. So this is just one guy that went overboard and chose, even when he had to be exhausted and nearly drowned, held on. Uh, but out of those descendants, there were three United States presidents. Franklin D. Roosevelt, George H.W. Bush, and George W. Bush. Also out of that same lineage came American poets Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. And there also happened to be two influential 19th century American religious leaders, uh, the prophet Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram Smith. So just think about that for a second. Uh, the existence of all of these political leaders, three presidents of the United States, poets, prophets, uh, they all hinged on this one young man, an indentured servant on the Mayflower, finding and grabbing a rope in the ocean and holding tight to be saved. Uh, that's that's a, a miracle and extraordinary determination to just do that, to just hold on. And, you know, we always talk about progress. And uh, I, I often uh, joke that, you know, life is sort of like March Madness as we come down the home stretch of March Madness. Uh, we usually say survive in advance, survive in advance. So we're always talking about progress. Uh, but I've decided that some days, survive is enough. You don't always have to advance. Sometimes you just have to hold on long enough and stick around long enough. 
uh, and good things happen. But I want to go back to where we began. Far too often, we run out of energy before we run out of opportunity. And that applies to our individual goals. It applies to relationships. It applies to jobs and careers and businesses, uh, to a host of different things that sometimes you just got to hold on. And there are countless examples throughout history uh, of some who chose just to hang on rather than give it up or give it in. I think what we have watched over the last 30 days in Ukraine uh, is a testament to the power and the importance of being willing to just stand your ground. Not advance, just hold on. Uh, Be determined, stick with it. I think the Ukrainian people have shown the world what it means uh, to hold on even against the odds, even when it seems difficult, even when it seems impossible. And we should remember that in our nation's history, most of the most extraordinary moments in our history were times when not only did things not look good, things looked downright bleak and even impossible. So like John Halland falling off the Mayflower and just grabbing a rope and holding on, uh, sometimes that's all we got to do. Survive in advance is great. Sometimes survive is good enough. So hold on today. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Your all-day resource for critical breaking news, traffic and weather, and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on any smart speaker, the KSL News Radio app, and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.